Do you enjoy theater? If so, we've got the place to add to your bucket list, the hometown of William Shakespeare. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Welcome back to Travel FOMO. We are sharing our stories from our current gap year where we went all over the United Kingdom, Europe, Canada, and the U.S. And in this episode, we're continuing our journey through England. We spent a few days in one of our favorite places, Stratford-upon-Avon. I'm Jamin Houghton. I'm here with my wife and theater fanatic, really the reason that I know more about theater other than what Bugs Bunny taught me, Hillary. <laughs> uh, that is definitely me. <laughs> I am so into theater and especially if for people who've known me a long time, that is like so unsurprising. Um, I actually grew up loving theater. My family did theater. So like, oh my gosh, it's, uh, it's my jam. Um, I did stage productions, you know, growing up in like high school and stuff like that. And then started out as a musical theater major. So yeah, I think that probably says enough, but, um, I love the stage. I love what people can do on the stage. Um, I love that, like the stage is different than a movie, a movie. Every time you watch it, it's the same thing over and over again, but on stage, things are always different. And so I just think there's some pretty great things that come with theater. And we'll be talking about that a lot today. I will say there's a lot to enjoy about theater. And I feel like a lot of guys don't really discover theater until some lady in their life makes them go. So... I appreciate that you <laughs> You're um, welcome. took me to the theater and took me to do some good stuff so that I could learn to enjoy it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's dear to my heart. So I'm always like grateful every time you sit down with me in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> Before we dive into the episode, we did want to acknowledge that we're reliving our time in England. And the next time we go back to England, we'll be decidedly different than this time because the queen has just passed yeah and she is she is such an important part of that country and the culture there and so many places that you go have her picture up she's on all the money and, and her life and her service is just seen everywhere throughout that country and so i i think us getting to be there sort of right at the end of of her reign was really cool like they were just about to celebrate the, her platinum jubilee um where you know they're celebrating her reigning for 70 years which is a crazy thought we got to be there and it's surreal to think that when we go back it will be different cuz it's so different it won't be god save the queen anymore and it you know just so many things that that center around that it will now be a king and so who knows the next time that a queen will sit on the throne it's a very monumental time and very sobering as we go through all of these podcast episodes and it's all about england right now i just i can't believe that we're talking about england and england is the most televised thing right now like and they're going yeah. through such a huge change and that 
we are um, getting to think and ponder about England at a time, such a time as this. She was so respected as she was living, not just after she died. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's hard. And you could tell that when you're in England, you could tell how much people respect the the queen. People are not making jokes. People are, there is no like making fun of the queen. Like she is loved. She is Mm. beloved. And I think that's just really powerful. And then you get to see that now in how they're honoring her and her death, but you could always see it. And that's just really cool. England, you are on our hearts right now. So we're we loved you. England and loved being there. And speaking of England and those that have had a, a huge lasting impact on England, um, Shakespeare, yeah, would be one of those. Like, That's right. I think everyone has heard of Shakespeare and kind of knows what like who Shakespeare was, but getting to be in Stratford upon Avon, a town that's that's all about him, and, and really getting to like learn more about him, and I feel like I appreciate him so much more after our trip there. It was really cool. Stratford upon Avon does such a good job of honoring Shakespeare and making him relevant in a really modern way, um, and so I just think that is so fun because it plays into so much of our adventures there. And yes. so, um, yeah, we've got so much to tell people about this particular place and all the things that we did while we were here, not just in this city, but we kind of traveled outside the city too. So, um, really like the way this all started out is we were kind of making our way, um, from Bath, England, um, we actually stopped in Oxford and we are on our way here, Stratford upon Avon, which I just, okay, can we just talk about how these English cities have the most unique names? <laughs> like Stratford upon Avon is three different words and that's like, that is the name. So it just sounds like a mouthful. And so sometimes I have to like stop and like say it. Um, but all these little hyphenated cities and stuff. Isn't Avon, isn't that, doesn't that mean like river? Yes. Or Avon is the name of the river. It's the name of the river that that the city is built upon. Right. Yeah. So I just think that's really interesting and why all of these names are so long in some of these like places that we end up going to in England. Um, And just kind of interesting because um, it's just kind of a more descriptive way of identifying the city. Yeah. And there's so, I feel like there's so many around there too. There's like the slaughters and Burton on the water and all kinds of all kinds of crazy names like that that you don't really expect and are just so it makes it seem so foreign and kind of like kind of fairy tale whimsical a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, this was the first of several names you guys will hear like that. But um, we we got an Airbnb in this place, too, and um, in the city as well. And um, just like we did in Bath, except here, it was way better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. We actually had, like, a, a real residence. like Right. It was much more like an actual apartment with yeah. 
like a, a legit kitchen and like yeah. a living room. Well, and even just like a first floor and a second floor. And mm. it definitely felt like we could kind of create a home and we were there for several days. And so um, one of the first things that we did actually was go to the grocery store, um, which, you know, you guys have heard us say like, okay, we've been like trying to eat at home and save money while, you know, eat quote at home. <laughs> <laughs> every home was like so different um we were only there for a couple days but we would always try to like eat in our airbnb to save money and i just really had a great time going to the grocery store with you which sounds so silly but it was like such a fun experience yeah and um were you gonna yeah go ahead no no i like i agree i think it really kind of started i feel like we went to the grocery store in bath and that like that was good but it was still kind of like getting to know everything i feel like stratford upon avon started us going to the grocery store and it being sort of an experience yes where it was like okay we're going to experience what a grocery store is like in this other place yeah it is the most telling thing about wherever you are is when you walk into the grocery store and even in america grocery stores are completely different everywhere you go depending on what part of the country you're in, it was so entertaining. And so I always looked forward to us arriving and then going to the grocery store. And in this instance, we actually went to like a legit grocery store. Um, it was really big. It was really close to um, the train station and our Airbnb and Stratford-upon-Avon is such a walkable city. And so we really just got to um, kind of show up. And I remember actually the people being really friendly in the store, which is so funny. But, um, you know, we walked through the store. We actually took a lot of time to find <laughs> yeah. the things that we wanted. We bought some, um, well, I specifically wanted some more of those digestive cookies. If you guys <laughs> heard the last episode, um, I kind of got hooked on those digestive cookies, um, like the little chocolate biscuits um, that they have in... I mean, literally, it would be like buying a Keebler cookie, um, and I just loved those. So you I was all over those. I was hooked at that point. So um, I got me some of those. You were hooked on Pringles. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> I I was, but I think I was. I got drawn in every time by by finding a new weird flavor that I'd never seen before. Yeah, it was so funny. And I think was this. I think prawn. I think prawn Pringles were the ones that we found here that I was like, prawn? What? No, prawn Pringles were in Edinburgh because Edinburgh, Scotland is up oh. by the ocean. And so it was much more fishy. You're right. Yeah. You're so right. I don't remember what was here, but. No, I can't. I can't place there's it either. There's a bunch of. Um, I, there were a bunch of them over the course yeah. of our, our Well, and at Europe, first but. you were buying them because Pringles were familiar, right? Because mm -hmm. yeah. if you bought other chips, you didn't know exactly what you're getting. And at least if you got Pringles, you would know you would be satisfied with them. Right. So and the other thing about Pringles, this is so funny. We're going to talk about food for a few minutes, guys. <laughs> um, Pringles. I really um, I admire them for being everywhere. I feel like there hasn't been a country that they weren't in. No, nope, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere, which is really convenient. But also they're great to travel with because they come, they don't come in a bag where they can get all smushed. They come in a little cylinder can. And yeah. so I was always walking around with this Jamin's bag of print or box. What do you even call it? 
canister, I can guess. Can of Pringles. Yeah. yeah. Your can of Pringles. Um, granted, like our can of Pringles, you know. <laughs> um, but I would always have it in my bag and we would have like, we would pack a sandwich and stuff like that for the day. But you'd always hear me coming because you could hear these Pringles like <laughs> rattling around just, inside my bag while I walked. Just jingling around. It was like, so funny. it was almost like an old Western where you hear like a cowboy walking, you hear a Spurs jingle. <sighs> Only it was you, <laughs> like a can of Pringles. Everywhere you went. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. What else did we got like we got hot cross buns, which I'd always heard about and hadn't tried, and I really wanted to try them. Well, and we and got them. Fine. We got them because we were going to make sandwiches with them. Oh yeah, and then they had like and raisins. They ended kind up of a being sweetness. like sweet, <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> oh, we just didn't know what they tasted like. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we really like got legit groceries. We ate mm-hmm. at home almost the entire time we were there. I think we only had one meal out while we were there. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So we were like making like. I mean, we had cereal and milk for breakfast, um, pasta, salmon cakes. Like, we'd always buy a bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, it was, uh, but it was really fun. And it's such an experience. And I would really recommend, like, always go into a grocery store if you're in a foreign country. Because it's just fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is fun. And I feel like Stratford-upon-Avon was a small enough city that with the combination of our Airbnb being more like an actual apartment that we would that we would pick for ourselves and go into the grocery store it felt like we lived there for those few days Mm. more than other places other places are like feel more like i'm not from here i'm like this is all strange to me but stratford upon avon really felt like we got like a little taste of living there oh that's neat i like that that's cool um, I loved how walkable that city was too. Oh yeah. It was which, great. you know, that's one of the things that we did. We went for a run. I mean, we walked everywhere, but we specifically went on a run. Yeah. We ran, um, there and they have like canals that run along the river and these canals used to be used for basically moving cargo around. And so like they have these long skinny boats and horses would actually pull the boats up and down the river. So there'd be a rope attached to a horse walking along the bank of the river, pulling these boats. And now that old horse path has been converted into a running path. So we were able to go run it, which was really cool and a lot of fun. Yeah. It really, like, I think we were just like, we were super on a high, like we were on a high being in England. And, um, it was like so fun to get to, to run and then just see people like seeing people walk to work while we were running and stuff like that. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was really cool. And that, and we went to Warwick castle that same day. That was a busy day. Cause we ran and then we walked a lot. <laughs> yeah. We, we put in a lot of miles that day. Um, but Warwick castle was like a really quick train ride. I literally think the train ride was like eight minutes. And oh, was it really? Yeah. For it was some like, reason, I thought we switched trains and stuff like that. No, not not for that one. Oh, that's nice. It was like right there, really close. And the way that we went into the castle was really cool. And I think there's two entrances. And one has like a big parking lot for like buses and things like that. And then another one is kind of through the city. And I think we accidentally took the one that's more through the city. But I was so glad that we did 
because it's this huge tunnel of like, I don't know, there's, there's rock on either side, but it's all kind of grown over with moss and, and there's these huge trees and it's just, it looks a million years old and super cool. And you just imagine all the people that have gone up and down this long entrance over the years. And it's, it's really an incredible thing. It was really setting the mood for sure. And I'd been to Warwick Castle before um, with the President's Leadership Council at the University of Central Oklahoma, and we'd all been. And I remember us, I well, I'll, I'll say this. I don't remember walking down that long, exotic entrance <laughs> um, because we came in on a bus. I'm yeah. sure we just came from that parking lot. And when you and I came down that long driveway, and like walking through all of this vegetation and down this like not eerie path, but it was very not even whimsical. It was just very like it felt like you were going back in time and you had a long time to think about it, like what, what you're where you're about to yeah. go and get to this front gate and stuff. Um, God, it's just the best way to enter. It was really cool. <laughs> it's really set the mood. It was really cool. And that day that day was a little like it was a little overcast and I think rained on us just a little bit uh, a few times but that kind of added to like the lure of this like English castle and you're just you're kind of drinking it all in and because it's so well preserved and because it all there is there like it really does feel like walking back in time and um just as a reminder to everyone, like we have YouTube vlogs now that go along with our podcast. And so we did a lot of, um, we did a lot of filming in at the castle. So there's a lot there that you can see. So go watch the YouTube channel cause you'll get to see this long tunnel and all the castle and, and all of its majesty and just like the, the coolness of this castle really comes across a lot better when you can actually see it. So go check that out. Um, you'll, you'll want to do that for sure. But it was, it was incredible to see. I mean, one of the highlights of the trip for me and one of the things that I've been looking forward to the most was seeing this castle and it was really cool to get to go there. And when we first got in, they were like, Oh, like the bird show is about to start. They did. They kept telling us, don't miss the bird show. The bird show is going to be starting (laughs) in a few minutes. We go down to uh, to watch the bird show and there's like some bench seating and then other people are kind of sitting on the ground and, and the, all the bench seating was full. So we just sat on the ground and I wasn't expecting much out of a like a bird show. I kind of figured somebody would walk out with like a bird on their arm and be like, this is Joey the parrot. And, you know, like kind of one of those things. And this was not what that was. So Warwick Castle is not owned by the crown. So it's a little different than other castles that you might see. So we've gone in the past, we went to the Tower of London and Lancaster Castle. Um, On this particular trip, we went to Dover Castle and they're all owned by the crown. So it's much more museum and Warwick Castle is privately owned. So it's much more like a theme park almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which has good things and bad things like they do a lot more to making it more entertaining and but it is a lot more like skewed towards kids 
Mm-hmm. And it does tend to drive the the price of like every little thing inside up. And so they have, you know, archers that you can shoot a bow and they, you know, all just a ton of stuff like the dungeon. You go down into the dungeon and everything costs a little bit extra. Um, so just be aware of that before you go. But it's, it's much more theme park and, and the bird show definitely held that lure because they had all kinds of birds of prey. So we're talking falcons and bald eagles and vultures and they would like release them from these cages and they would fly in between handlers and the handlers were kind of stationed all around the crowd and these birds would swoop down and we're talking inches above your head that they would fly by, which I don't know how is safe. I mean, there are signs up that say like, Hey, once the show starts, don't stand up. Yeah, but, don't reach out and touch the birds yeah, because and, you can. <laughs> yeah, and they're right there. So you're talking about like a bald eagle like flying right over your head. Yeah. Which is I didn't even I didn't even know that kind of thing existed really. Um so that like that was kind of wild and crazy. Yeah, there's some pretty big birds for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little um it wasn't the Shakespeare acting that we'll talk about later. <laughs> no, that's yeah. It was, that it was a little less point. of what it was a bird show. What you were looking for, uh, but then you also get to tour the castle itself, and um, we found out in the midst of like touring the castle, which it's a massive castle, and has all of this stuff in it. But in the 1800s, there was a fire there, and the servants like went and saved the kids because like a like the the Earl of Warwick and his wife were gone but the servants like got the kids out and then the servants were like frantically going back inside the castle to save the artwork and artifacts and things like that which is you know you think about about saving something from a fire and like risking yourself and you're like that's just stuff but all this stuff had such historic significance and because of those servants being willing to like run back in and save it like you can see a lot of it now which i thought was was really cool that all that stuff was saved and now like everyday people get to go and see it because of of their willingness to be brave in those moments which is cool yeah i think that's such a that was my favorite favorite story from being at warwick castle was how um the servants ran in to save the kids. Right. But then Jamin also is really appreciative that they saved the art. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of a crazy story. But now like it, it's set up for you to tour and you get to go through all these rooms. And But so it's they, not like a tour tour, right? Like it's right, really no just one, like self-guided. Yeah, there, there's not someone taking you through. And telling you like, here's this and that, but you can like, you get to walk through and there's little plaques that, that explain things a little bit, but it's really cool that they have it set up in sort of in different eras. So they have the great hall where they have a bunch of swords and armor and things like that set up. And then they have other rooms set up the way they were in other times, even with realistic looking mannequins and stuff like that to kind of show you a scene of what the room was used for and and how it would have looked back in the day and you really do step back in time 
as you go through the castle, as you see it all um, kind of unfold in front of you. And I mean, for me, it has pretty much everything you want out of a castle. Like you get to see this huge castle that's still intact. You get to tour the grounds. Um, They have a beautiful garden out back with like peacocks that were roaming around. There were like these little kids trying to step on the peacock's feathers as we were walking through the garden. Oh my gosh, that's right. You know, they have like a, just a a ton of land around with a river that runs by and it's everything you want out of a, out of an old English castle. You really do feel like you've walked into something hundreds of years old. Well, it's so comprehensive and I think Mm -hmm. sometimes you can go to castles that are really old and they have different pieces of it that are neat and interesting, but it's not as holistic. It's not like a whole castle with all of its original artwork and original like knights, you know, (laughs) um, what do you call it? Like the gear that the knight knights wear. Yeah, the armor and stuff like that. Like... It was pretty crazy. I One of my favorite things was seeing this huge pot that looked a little bit like a witch's pot, a witch's brew, not going to lie, <laughs> but it was so big, you could you could fit probably three people in it. Right, yeah. And that's what they would use for parties. And right, was it was like, like a punch bowl. I liked that a lot. <laughs> well, I was like, I think, good. didn't we read that they had a party at one point and they filled that thing up three different times with rum that's a good party right there. yeah that's a rager right there (laughs) it's a rager (laughs) is there something you know about that revolutionizes the way you travel can it solve problems and help people around the roadblocks on their adventures is it just plain cool if you have a product like that we would love to tell people about it get in contact with us and maybe next time we'll be talking about your product right now Yeah, so we went to the Royal Shakespeare Company Theater. Um, It is so legit. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. And like basically it just, it feels like such an experience too. Um, We kind of, we got dressed up that night and I just remember thinking like it kind of felt like a date night. Like I was like, ooh, this is fun. We're getting like. Going out on the town. Going out on the town. And of course, like I said, everything's super walkable. So we just are walking um, to this theater and um, lo and behold, we were not walking to the correct location. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were using Apple Maps and I quickly learned that Apple Maps is not the European preference for accuracy. So, <laughs> um, and perhaps maybe not in America either, um, we're learning, but the, um, the location was different than, and you know, I even remember looking like at the emails and everything, trying to figure out like, why don't they just have like an address right? or like, and, and I could not find anything like that. It was the weirdest thing, but I think it's one of those things where they're like, kind of like saying like well you don't ask where the castle is like you just know where the castle is right right so it was kind of one of those things where like well nobody ever asks us where it's at because it's like <laughs> the big main you know attraction it's or whatever yeah and here we are foreigners that really need to actually know like the address and since the map was wrong on our phone we kept 
trying to find it. We like walked around this little block trying to figure it out. And we realized we were at the old location. Yes. So then we tried to find the new location. Um, and I think I just had to dig and dig and dig on their website until I found it. And, but time is ticking. And when you're on your feet walking, you don't have a lot of time right. to get to your next location. So fortunately, it wasn't a lot further away. And we were able to make it in time, but barely. We got there just in time. That was crazy. We literally showed up. And as we walked through the door, we could hear them saying like, um, kind of like dimming the lights, you know, for the last time saying like the show will start in two minutes literally two minutes <laughs> that was crazy and um and these were like kind of expensive tickets so yeah. it's like you know you you want to be there for it right and um oh man I, I i will say they were fabulous because as soon as we got all seated and everything this female attendant came up to us and she like walked over and was whispering to us and was like hey like there are these empty seats at the front, like of the balcony. Do you guys want to move up so you can have a really good seat on the edge of the balcony? And we're like, uh, yeah, thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> so we ended up having much better seats than we originally purchased. Yeah, I think to I think to save money, we like we had selected like obstructed view janitor's closet tickets. <sighs> <laughs> and, and I think she uh, she felt bad for us and and pointed out some some open seats. So that was that was really great because yeah. we did get awesome seats in the balcony for, you know, just because she was nice to us. Because she's really nice to us. That was really awesome. Um, and we were there to see. I don't even know if we've mentioned this yet. We were there to see War of the Roses, mm -hmm. which I've never seen before. That was my first time. Yeah, I, I had not either. It was really good and if you think you don't know what's going on you figure it out really fast because these actors are amazing mm -hmm. and they could be speaking a completely different language and you would know what's happening on stage right they were so good and um but they weren't they were just speaking what shakespeare <laughs> yes. shakespearean uh language but basically the storyline is about the battle between the duke of york and king henry the sixth and it's a real history. Mm -hmm. So that makes it really fun because you're actually learning about the place that you're in. Right. Which is just, I mean, the coolest way to do it. But I will say I was so surprised at how modern they, how modern the style was and how they pulled that off in such a unique way. Um, they had just a bunch of interesting techniques that they used that I haven't seen and I just thought it was just really cool. One of the things is that they had these chain link curtains, basically. Right. So if you imagine a armor that a man would put on to go fight in a war back in the medieval times, it's made of all this chain. Right, like chain mail. Yeah. That cha chain mail. Okay. So they would use that chain mail, or so we think, so it seemed, they were using, but it was definitely chains. Mm -hmm. Um and they were using it to create these curtains. These curtains were several stories high. Yes. Oh my goodness. They were, I can't even imagine how much it must have weighed because it kind of created a sheer curtain that then they used to project images onto. So you've got the this chain, wall of chain in front of you and then they're projecting images. These images are actually being recorded live because mm -hmm. they're using cameras to capture footage 
in the moment from on stage. So most of the time when you go to the theater, you see somebody on stage. And if you happen to be sitting right in front of them, you've got a really good view of what's happening on their face. (laughs) But other times, if you're like us, you don't have front row seats and you don't really get to see all of the expression. Right. But in this instance, they had cameramen like literally on stage with them, getting up in their face and then projecting that image, that video onto the wall and or onto this, you know, chain wall. It was the coolest thing because you just, you're seeing people cry. You're seeing people's face as they die. Mm-hmm. And it's all happening really like huge in front of you. It was all in black and white. Um, there, you know, the video piece right. of it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it was crazy to see cameramen running around being a part of a Shakespeare play. It really was. And I mean, the whole projecting and like you're saying, I've never experienced that in theater before where you can see someone's face and, and their, their emotion and, and so much expression so up close, but you're still seeing them on stage, Mm -hmm. which was amazing to me. And them just doing Shakespeare. I feel like every other Shakespeare production I've ever seen, um, people were just like, isn't this impressive that I memorize these Shakespeare lines and mm-hmm. I can like say them back. Mm. But I feel like this was really acted out yeah. and like you saw all of the emotion and all of the feeling and, and the, the aggression or the fear or all of that stuff really punched through despite the fact that they were saying everything in the original Shakespearean language script yeah it uh they really really acted well too in it and and made that speech pattern or whatever you want to call it very believable mm-hmm. that they, you're like this is a real conversation that people are having and even though the like the language is very flowery like flowery from for my ear it's not to them it's just a conversation to them and I'd never seen it done that well before. It was it was really good. Yeah, it was that was awesome. Um, they definitely bring the script to life. So if you're sitting in English class reading <laughs> Shakespeare, <laughs> um, this was a little different um, because it actually just it made so much sense. You knew exactly what was going on, and yeah, it's because of how how good they were at it. I was surprised there were two intermissions, and that threw me off. I was like, wait, what's happening? Wait. What's happening? (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, And I didn't actually know the history, so I didn't know the story. So I'm like, I don't know if it's over or not. (laughs) Yeah. But one of, um, one of, I I don't know if I should call this a highlight, but something that I didn't know was going to happen was that we were going to get a little, uh, a little surprise full frontal on stage. (laughs) And, um, yeah, that this guy, I mean, if you know the history, it's maybe not as surprising if you know the story. But, like, I guess it was the king, right? Yeah. The king's the running sense. around in distress and he's just, just lets it all hang. <laughs> and um, if you were sitting on the front row, like, I don't, like, I don't know how you would feel about that. 
Yeah, that, that was. That's when you're definitely glad to be in the balcony at that point because you're like, oh, did whoa. that just happen? Like it's a Janet Jackson moment. Like a locker room going on up there. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just maybe we'll just have to let our listeners decide whether or not those are good seats because I. I'm, yeah, I'm not that's, sure. that's a personal preference. That's a personal preference. It's like exactly. how much do you want to see <laughs> when you go to the theater? You talk about like a, a day packed full of awesome stuff was that day. Mm-hmm. And the next day we went and hiked the Cotswolds, which was so another lovely. incredible thing. Like definitely highlight of the trip for me. And uh-huh. I want to tell you all about it, but I'm not going to today (laughs) um the Cotswolds was so cool and so epic that it's getting an episode all of its own so make sure that you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts and as well um to our YouTube channel because we're going to do all the Cotswolds so this little this little chunk of our time there is going to be captured all on its own next week next week so like that, that'll be really cool. You want to stay for that. But we were not done with Stratford upon Avon, even after an awesome day in the Cotswolds. That's right. Because then we went on a Shakespeare tour and it's kind of like our own Shakespeare tour. Yeah. We just kind of whip this thing. We just whip this thing up. It's easy to do though, because there are just so many um, notable places that honor Shakespeare within Stratford upon Avon and so we just decided we're gonna kind of like um take people there and so we did and you you should really go to see the video for this too because you can if you go to YouTube and watch the video you'll see um us kind of take you to these places but we went to Shakespeare's home um as in his like first home his birthplace birthplace, um and it is like crazy that these homes are still standing. I got a little distracted and made my way through a farmer's market on our way to our next location. And our next location was um, Anne Hathaway's house. Not the and actress. Jamin loves to say that. Well, it's, it's important to point out. Like the, the Anne Hathaway that's like in Get Smart and Les Miserables. Like it's, it's not her that was married to William Shakespeare. It is not. She's not she hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. She's not some kind of witch that has able been able to stay young for this whole time. Yeah. Just a different Anne Hathaway. It's a different Anne Hathaway. <laughs> um, so, but you get to see her home too, which is mm-hmm. fun because it's a part of the story because it's where she lived when he was dating her. And so you can actually kind of, do the walk and more or less you right. we walked from his house to hers and that's the path that he probably would have been taking to go see her and take her on a date um do you I think, think he fun. was like writing some kind of like flowery poetry do you think he did that like at his house and then like took mm-hmm. it to her or do you think he like came with it like he invented that on the way from his house to her house oh i think that he was always in his head about his like writing and everything so i'm sure he was like obsessing about it all the time and then like you know practicing it on the way to her house but i think he had already figured things out you think he like showed up and was like oh, i wrote this for you whatever no you think he like she like stood on a balcony and he's like stood below and he read like 
It's like, I'm going to read this to you. I don't know. And her dad was like, Bill, shut up. (laughs) Just... (laughs) Just take her, just take her to get a Coke and then come back. I'm very curious as to how he wooed her, but I bet it was decent, decently done. Yeah, I think there's probably a poem or two that got in the mix. Yeah, there's probably a poem or two, um, but there's probably like a lot of like dramatic emphasis as well. He's probably like willing to like, he probably just confessed all the things he's willing to do for her and, you know, was probably really dramatic about that. And she was like, okay, you don't have to like slit your wrist for me. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll be with you. (laughs) You don't think that like maybe that was his work and he was like, no, no, that's work. I'm dramatic at work. Mm -mm. Uh, At home, no drama. Zero drama bill. Do you know anybody who's ever been in the theater? (laughs) William Shakespeare, super drama at work, comes home. Now it's like, now I'm just bill. I just like to chill. That's no, that's not how theater people are yeah, I think maybe it was that's how you are <laughs> <laughs> that's how Jamin is he's like very like um, like when work is over he's like done no work don't want to talk about work nothing like that which I think is healthy so I think that's good um, but that's not how really dramatic people are and I think William Shakespeare lived and breathed his stuff. I think he would stay up all night if he wanted to. He didn't have like, I don't think he had working hours. I think if something hit him, he was like passionately running towards it. It's like drama all the time. Yes. He's like Andy from the office. Uh huh. And I have this feeling, but I don't know this, but I know theater people and have this feeling he had a big range of emotions and he exercised them all every day. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure that's yeah that's probably pretty sure it's probably more true where were we we were on a tour yes poetry to her we decided to um we did not tour any of these places that were actually we just toured the city we didn't pay to go inside <laughs> we didn't pay to go inside any of these we were really cheap looking back at some of this but we went and had lunch by the river, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a big deal, but it was like hopping. It was like the place to be. It was packed, yeah. Oh my gosh, like it was crazy. It was it was very cool. Um one of the things I'll never forget though is we're sitting there and I went in and got out the GoPro and I'm sitting it down just because I think like this is kind of a fun moment to capture. Let's capture this. And I kid you not, a swan just swims up and I'm just thinking like oh my gosh I'm gonna have this beautiful shot of the swan like swimming right up to the camera and it takes a dive at the camera (laughs) and I'm like oh my goodness this swan which we all know swans can be a little aggressive um but my gosh it was gonna eat the camera and I snagged it just in time like it was crazy yeah it's on video I did not want it's video it did not want its image out there it did not it was like distributed. you do it's not like, no. instagram that. Taking that down um let's see what else did we do we um went to shakespeare's new home mm-hmm. which is what they call it. it's you know basically where he lived later in his life yes um and then we went to shakespeare's burial place mm-hmm. which is inside a church yeah um it happened to be good friday yes so there was a lot going on there so we didn't like film as much but and kind of hang out as much but 
But it was kind of neat, too, is another instance in which we walked through a church, a cathedral, and there was like an interactive activity kind of going on. And so you kind of got to walk through all these stations where they had these interactive things that you would do and things you would write on and kind of like go through um, and kind of remind you of Good Friday and Easter and everything. And that was all just like, we didn't even know we were going to get that. We were just coming in to see Shakespeare's burial place. Let's see. I keep talking about us like eating at home all the time, but that night we actually did go out to eat. Yes, that was our, our one time to eat out and we ate at the Old Thatch Pub uh, or the Old Thatch Tavern, rather. It was the Old Thatch Tavern and it is a, it's a pub that um, is there in Stratford-upon-Avon. It's like 400 years old. Holy moly. Which was really cool. And, and why we picked it, it has like a thatch roof. And so that like quintessential Englishness that, um, that you want to experience. Mm-hmm. And so we went there for that. It had been recommended on a few websites and things like that, like lists of, of places to go. So we picked it, and then as we were preparing to go, you sniffed out the fact that it might be haunted. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So then you're really, really excited to go because it could be haunted. Um, Apparently, on uh, Christmas Day in 1795, um, someone was murdered there. A Christmas Day murder. Yeah, Christmas Day murder. And now Joseph Penfield... Um, continues to haunt the place or so the so the legend goes and so we asked uh, we asked the bartender about mm-hmm. old Joey and and he um, he said that he hadn't actually seen anything himself but that the place did get really creepy several of his co-workers had seen some stuff and they all tried to never work alone mm. which is a bit unsettling Right? Can you imagine like, hey, will you lock up? I'd be like, no. Mm-mm. I'll lock up with you. But <laughs> that's crazy. And then um, like the, the food was actually really good there. Uh-huh. We had some cottage pies and we tried something um, outside the box. We had white bait. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was which, good. Which um, is kind of, it's basically a whole fish fried um, and kind of like started us down the avenue of like we're gonna try some weird stuff anywhere we (laughs) come across it and we ended up trying a lot of kind of crazy things on this trip um but that i feel like this was our first venture into like i don't know if i'm really into that but let's try let's try it yeah let's try it um so that like that's kind of fun. It was actually really good. Like you'd kind of squeeze some lemon over it. And it's just kind of like fried fish. It was um, really good. Yeah. So like I, we, it was we my favorite it. thing yeah. we had that night. Yeah. But, uh, it was, it was a really cool place. Service was great. Um, you know what I keep remembering about it and I think about it, especially now that it's haunted is that, um, it had really low ceilings. If I remember correctly, you had to duck to like yeah. get in the door or to get, well, there were the several beams. like, there were several beams that I had to, <laughs> to kind of duck down to go under, and I'm not, I'm not a very tall person, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know what tall people. I don't, I'm not sure what they were just like hands and knees, I guess. But it, uh, it, it was like, 
you can just tell it's super old and people have just been coming here to share a meal and have a pint for yeah so long yeah um and then after like after we finished dinner we walked around the streets a little bit more and we actually went into the white swan the white swan um, cuz you know it's a swan thing and so we were going to go in they had um a lot of great ciders on on draft there and we just sat at the bar and had a a pint or two and um really just kind of talked about what an awesome time that we had had while we were while we were there overall i was like so surprised at how charming stratford upon avon was Mm -hmm. and just it was just easy it was so easy to be there it was easy to navigate it was easy to be around or to you know like i said how walkable it was like it all just felt pretty effortless you know this is where we started to really see personalities in different cities Mm -hmm. and like we literally talked about this we talked about how in Bath, England, you could kind of feel the luxury of it all. It kind of felt like the place that you go for a really, a place to pamper yourself right. almost in a yeah. way. And, and that has to do with the spas and stuff like that that are there. But um, then Stratford-upon-Avon, you've kind of got more of an artsy vibe mm-hmm. because you've got the theater stuff. Um, we went to Oxford. Oxford is so scholastic and whimsical. Yeah, because and, of all the authors and like you feel it's, yeah, you, you do feel that there. Yeah, yeah, and that's our last episode. If you hadn't heard that one, you might go back and listen to that. But um, and then here soon we'll be going to York. Yes. Um, in another episode or two, and um, that is kind of it. Kind of has a, um, well, it's got a party scene, but then it's also got this air of conflict because so mm-hmm. much you kind of pointed that out that like there's so much conflict happened there. Right. There's so, so much in that city from like Vikings coming over at one point, taking it over to it being sort of the center of England during a lot of conflict with Scotland to like Guy Fox and the gunpowder rebellion, like basically coming out of there and, just so much angst and conflict and you feel it in that city and it it is amazing the just the different feel that each city has even though they're so close geographically and I mean I guess sort of ignorance of being in America you're like oh yeah you go over to England and like it's a small city outside of London so they're all going to kind of be the same, but they're so different and and so unique and cool just in their own way. Next episode, you guys are going to want to tune in because the Cotswolds is so unique in itself. Um, it was such a cool day. It's a really cool day. And it was part of us being here in Stratford-upon-Avon. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Jamin said, it really just deserves its own episode. Um, so um, Jamin... Real quick, before we wrap it up, go ahead and tell them what the Cotswolds is because not everybody really understands what that is. So then they kind of have a little taste of what they're about to hear next week. Right. So the Cotswolds is basically like a region of England. And so it's it's really like beautiful, like rolling hills and was well known for the wool industry for a long time. And so 
these these little cities and villages throughout the Cotswolds were really wealthy because of wool and because of the sheep and and all of that industry and um when that kind of died out these these cities sort of like hit pause and i feel like there's so much of europe that was destroyed by world war ii but all of these places were small enough to not be targets and so they're just so well preserved and it it really is like walking back in time and there are little villages that are really close together and you can actually hike so we saw a couple by bus and then we hiked through several others and it it was just amazing if if anybody's going to england i would say go see the cotswolds and those little english villages it's so charming and so cool and we can't wait to tell you all about it yeah and definitely hike them because yes. walking through this private everybody's private property is just kind of blows your mind that that's allowed in England mm-hmm. and it's um feels very special it's very yeah. neat so yeah, yeah it's really cool. so that's coming up next week you guys are gonna want to tune in um you guys if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast obviously we want you to <laughs> um we also want you to go out and rate and review us um it really just helps other people know what they can expect from the podcast and it elevates us um so that we can kind of appear in people's feeds a little bit better um so that would be super helpful to make yes. that happen that would be very much appreciated if you do that for us and then also um you guys should check out social media it's just an easy way to keep up with us um you actually can see where we are currently um exactly where we've been traveling right now um and then we'll also just make sure and send out little reminders whenever the new newest episode drops so we are on facebook and instagram tiktok youtube also subscribing on youtube there's some value to that right now because you're you'll actually get to see the places that we're going and so it's such an enhancement to um, what you hear on the podcast it's like we got to live it but now we get to really like talk about it Mm -hmm. and um and relive it so so really we're winning (laughs) in this scenario i hope you guys are too (laughs) yeah i hope, hope everyone's enjoying it exactly um you guys just enjoy your week if you are planning a vacation, um, drop us a line and tell us about it. Like tag us on social media or something and tell us about like what you've got in store because we love seeing everyone travel and um, come back from COVID. It's just been amazing. So um, yeah, we want to steal your ideas. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Um, and we love that for you because life is short. Wonder well. <laughs>